illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down at eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right hash from the zone 25, goes back to throw and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here will tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half from the right hash. Simon's in the handoff, can't cut to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, 10, into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Wojtnik, he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgater. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heiner Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host, head chef, planner, and chief bottle washer, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me, not from his Heinrich Tailgater Northern Command outpost, but from deep behind enemy lines within a secure underground location, the lead driver and director of thermodynamic lipid immersion, my co-host and brother, The Beach. How you doing, Beach? I'm holding in there, Billy. How you doing? Doing good. So uh, we no longer have the uh, Northern Command Outpost. It's, it's been, been abandoned. abandoned. And it sounds like a new Northern Command Outpost will be in the process of con- under construction soon, hopefully. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And so uh, we'll have new digs up there well, sometime next year, I'd imagine. You, you know, I, I didn't tell you this, but I'm actually building in my own studio nice. for this. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm setting cool. up. Yeah. It's going to be called 5151. <laughs> Good's one better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. If nobody gets that, uh, Eddie Van Halen's home studio is 5150. 5150 is a police call for a crazy person. And it's something that he's always used. So, yeah, 5150 is his home studio notch higher turn it up to 11 there you go that's how i do it well the purpose of illegal participation is for beach and i to spread our inside experiences and passion for the oregon state beavers with others and just generally talk beaver sports football tailgating and kind of screw around along the way well beach so uh last season just kind of ended last when i say last season i mean the last school year with the sports because we had actually kind of took a few months off we recorded an episode in may and then I went to upload it, and our site that we used to host our podcast was shutting down, so I couldn't upload it. And it's taken me this long to get a new one figured out and set up. And so we uploaded our quote-unquote Lost May episode just today. And actually, people are listening to it. I don't even remember what we said in it. 
I was going to say, I, I, I wonder if I was good in that one or if I just didn't bring it. Because sometimes I bring it and sometimes yeah, well, I don't. I remember, well, there was something we said in there that we'll, we'll see if it comes to fruition. You probably don't remember, but I do, and I'm not going to say anything now. But we'll see if anything happens. It, it doesn't matter. Just let it go. What? Let it. Will we bring it up in the next episode? Uh, possibly. Maybe I will. Okay, well, if anybody's listening to this episode who listened to the last episode, bring a comment <laughs> so that when we do the next episode, I'll know what the hell I said. Because I, All right. I never listened to us. All right, Beach. So today uh, we are episode 44, the season three, episode one, 44th show overall. So today, Beach, we're going to talk some Beaver Sports news. We will have... This is like like 8 the hard way. (laughs) We're going to have update from Eugene. (laughs) We're going to have one of your favorite segments, the Tommy Tuberville Jackass of the Week Award. We will preview the upcoming Week 1 games in the Pac-12. We will do our picks. And um, I have our picks here. I will write them down since you were kind of in transit, as it were. I would appreciate that because I, I was lucky I could even find my headphones Yeah, I know. Tonight. I was wondering if you'd be able to find everything, too. So I will keep track of everything um, this year for you, me, and Kyle. I hate you, Kyle. Okay. Uh, for the for our picks. And so we'll do that when we up preview week one games. And then, we'll, Beej, we'll talk a little Portland State because the Beavs open up the 2014 season this Saturday against Portland State. So we'll do a little preview of Portland State. And then we will talk the uh, – Heinrich tailgater for the Portland state game. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm excited for this. Did you, did you, were you able to find what I asked you to find? I don't remember what you asked me to find. So evidently you didn't find it. I don't remember what it is. You said, what do you want to bring for the Portland state game? I'm like, can you find these so I can deep fry them? Oh, Oh, I haven't looked. I can try. I'll see what I can do. Um, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll call, I'll text Will tomorrow. Right. I just want to remember, remind everybody you can listen to us. Well, you can't really do anything except listen to us right now, but hopefully we'll be back on Stitcher Radio and on iTunes soon. So I've got it submitted to iTunes for their approval. Um, once it's approved, we'll have a new feed into iTunes. Uh, remember, you can follow us on, uh, just search for Heinrich Tailgater on Facebook. You can also follow me on Twitter at Heinrich Tailgater. Tailgater spelled T-A-I-L-G-T-R. Um, I don't post a lot, but, you know, whatever's there, you can check it out. Also remember to check out HeinrichTailgator.com with the latest Beaver Impact 12 standings, TV Times with channels, and Heinrich Tailgator menus. We need to update the pictures of the trailer I know, I was thinking that. that same thing. We'll take some good ones when we go out and tailgate this weekend. Uh-huh. All right. Hey. No, it's actually dirty. I haven't, Great hey, you haven't done it yet. Mom challenged you, too. You know, I was thinking about this. I'm going to do my little, can I do a little tirade right now? So I don't like jumping on bandwagons, and I hate feeling like like a lemming jumping off a cliff or, or just one of the cows following the rest of the herd. And so I was doing some pondering on this ALS thing. And don't get me wrong, ALS is a terrible disease, but I, I think there's a lot of terrible diseases out there. And so I was watching the videos, and ultimately mom was challenged by Aunt Annie. On, uh, on, and then ultimately mom challenged right. us. And, and I was thinking, you know, Aunt Annie has right. MS. And that's another terrible disease that often gets overlooked. So I don't like to follow the crowds. I don't like to do any of that kind of BS. I, I, I've always been unique and individual. So I'm thinking I'm going to donate $100 to the MS Foundation because that's an important disease and it affects hmm. me directly. And, you know, I was talking to a guy I work with today, uh, her, and we were talking about it, kind of the ridiculousness of the, of the ice buckets. And, uh, you know, Herb goes, I donate 100 bucks to ALS every year. 
And I said, really? And he said, well, yeah. He says, a good friend of mine. He says, um, got it. He says, you know, you know, they, they hung out every now and then. And he says, one day we're hanging out and he feels, just feels weird. And so next day he went to the doctor and, uh, um, that what was causing the symptom, they said, you got Lou Gehrig's disease. And ultimately it went very, very quickly on him and he's in a wheelchair now. I don't know how long he's had it. And Herbert throws a hundred dollars at it because of that. He's got to jump an ice bucket, but because a friend mm-hmm. has it. And ultimately I think, like I said, you know, Annie has MS, uh, you know, mom's cousin, John, yeah, just passed away. Uh, you know, That's cool. Too. Well, understand the the ice bucket challenge was started by a guy with ALS, and mm-hmm. it was to get people to know about it and you know to raise funds. Yeah. So, well, it's you know a lot of people don't even know you know they hear the name but they don't understand yeah. what it is. Yeah. So I did. So. I figured hell, if mom could do it, I can do it. I was actually literally out on my nightly walk. Um, I saw it when I was about twenty minutes from home. I cruised home, mm-hmm. came in grabbed Peyton, handed him my phone, filled the bucket, threw ice in it, went outside and did it. I'm just like, we're going to do this right now. So, anyways. Did yeah, he film it? Peyton filmed it. Oh, nice. Yeah, he did a nice job. He did a good job. Anyways. All right, Beach. So, let's start with a little Beaver and Pac-12 news. All right. Let's do this, Billy. It's been a while. Update okay. Me. So, Beavs, uh, women's volleyball. The Lady Beavs, op- <laughs> the Lady Beavs opened the 2014 season at the Utah State Tournament this weekend against St. Mary's, Utah State, and Idaho State in Logan, Utah. So I said we're going to start tightening up these news segments because I think sometimes it drags on. So it's good to know what's going on, but we're just going to kind of hit the highlights. Next up is Women's Soccer Beach. Okay. I love women's soccer. It's my favorite sport. Uh, The women's soccer team lost their first two matches of the 2014 season to Stephen S. F. Austin and North Texas, but they have their home opener this Friday at Lorenz Field at 5 p.m. against Loyola Marymount. So if you're in the Corvallis area, cruise over to the soccer complex and check out the Lady Beavs as they open up their home schedule against Loyola. They always have great legs. Yep. Okay, Beach, moving on to men's soccer. Okay, men's yep. soccer. Not my favorite. Oh, there you go. I actually have some other commentary for men's soccer, but we'll leave that for okay, another day. Beach. So the 2014 season starts this Friday as they host the Nike Portland Invitational against Evansville and Central Florida in Corvallis. I believe that game starts after the women's game. Mm-hmm. So they take on Evansville on Friday and I believe Central Florida on Sunday. It's like you're play after all the action. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my, oh, my leg. Yeah. Right. My liver. Right. My liver. <laughs> Moving on to wrestling. Um, a six-time USA Wrestling National Champion and state champions from Oregon, Washington, Hawaii, and Illinois are highlighting this year's Oregon State Wrestling Recruiting Class. Now, Bill, you said, you said uh, Oregon. Okay. Why, why, now, could there be? A state championship, a state champion from the University of Oregon? Yeah. Did they have any last year? I, I don't know. Hold on, just a second. Let me. I mean, did they? How, how well did they do last year? I can't remember. We didn't really talk about them that much. Oh, Obige. Yeah. University of Oregon cut their wrestling program. That's right. It's been a few years now, That's hasn't right. it? Yeah. Well, you know, because they wanted to give more kids from the state of Oregon opportunities to play sports by instituting. Baseball, but most of their baseball players are from California. That's huh. odd. Oh well, you know, maybe maybe they're from the state of Jefferson. There you go. There you go. 
That could be it. That could be it. So they're kind of like Oregon, not Oregon yeah, kind of go. people. So, Beach. I'm sure that's State um, Jefferson. State Jefferson goes down towards Southern Cal, doesn't it? Sure. Sure. All that way. So, Beach, um, OSU coach Jim Zgoleski said that the – Quote, this class fits the way we like to wrestle. We feel we can develop them, build on the skills they already have, and they will add a lot to the room. Now, uh, projected 125-pounder Ronnie Bresser of Henley High School in Klamath Falls is the most decorated of these seven incoming beavers. Now, he's a three-time Oregon high school champion. I love a decorated beaver. A two-time USA Wrestling National Championship in freestyle, Greco-Roman, and folk style, and an 11-time USA Wrestling All-American in the three styles. So, dude's a badass wrestler. Wow. And Beach, you said you like a decorated beaver? I do love a decorated beaver. You probably like Merkins. Okay. Anyways. Tell me me about Merkins, Billy. Or is that who we're just talking about? No, a Merkin is a... It's a wig. Oh, okay. Sorry. And... That went over it's, my head. It doesn't go over your head. <laughs> okay. So, gotcha. on a side note, so I don't know if you ever, you don't read the, <laughs> the Daily Barometer up there, but down here in Corvallis, the Daily Barometer is the uh, paper on at the University of, of or- at Oregon State University, and it gets put out during the school year. And on Wednesday or Thursday, there's always a Dr. Sex column, um, mm-hmm. and she's uh, teaches like different uh, sexual education classes, like, you know, ones for sexually transmitted diseases and that kind of stuff at OSU. This isn't like how to toss the salad or anything no, like that. No, Beach. So anyways, okay. she teaches this class. <laughs> oh, yes, I just I took did. it there. <laughs> and so the, the, she always has this the, – she has – on occasion, she has um, every couple of years, she'll have a – Ask Doctor Sex call. Uh, ask Ask Doctor Sex column in the in the uh, in the paper. And so, sorry, I'm getting sidetracked here. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's always yeah, pretty Beaver. much. It always gets these. A lot of them, you get the same questions. You know, it, blah 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 blah. You get a lot of the same questions. Although every once in a while, I I'll read stuff that I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is real. And then, like, two weeks later, I'll see it on an episode or something. I'm like, oh, my God, like, this is real stuff. Like penthouse yeah. letters? It's like penthouse letters? Uh, no, but, like, when they talked about furries, like, people that dress up in big animal costumes. And then they have a fur pile where a bunch of them, like, pile on and rub up and down on each other and stuff. And I'm like, this can't be real. And then on this episode of CSI, they had a convention of furries, literally, like, three weeks after I read the column. Anyways, going on, one day she wrote a column and... Somebody was saying that her she wanted to kind of change things up for her boyfriend or significant other or husband. And so she was like naturally a brunette and she wanted to be a quote unquote redhead. But she okay. didn't know if it was okay to bleach and then color hair. You know, because okay. it did, did down, down exactly. There. And the mm-hmm. and Doctor Sex talked about something. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she didn't talk tell her about a merkin, right? And I had heard about a merkin on the radio, Mark and okay. Brian radio program. That is a big thing on merkins. I miss Mark I do and too. Brian. Uh, they st- uh, Mark still has a podcast that he does every day with his wife. Yeah, but I see it's it, you know it, the the whole just 
listen to him on the radio I know, I know. or something, but okay. go on. But anyways, Sorry. So uh, I, she came through my line that day uh, when we had the shop on campus. She came through the line and was getting food. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he didn't tell her about a Merkin. And Dr. Sex looked at me and goes, what's a Merkin? And I was like, you don't know what a Merkin is? And she was, no. So I, She's I had to Sex. educate Dr. Sex about what a Merkin was. And it's, wow. a, it's a wig that goes down there. Does it glue on? Well, yeah. See what the this is completely sidetracked here. So, <laughs> so um, act, this is the sex one hundred and one portion of the, the Heinrich tailgate. So, um, they actually came about during like the seventeen eighteen hundreds in clean back then. So the okay. ladies of the evening, so they had a lot of problem with like lice. Scabies, well, rice, that down kind of there. stuff. And so they would yeah. have to clean it down there, you know, like shave it all off. Yeah. Okay. And so if you shaved it all off, it looked like, well, that person's not clean, right? Because ah. they had obviously had some critters going on, so they shave it, not clean. So the w- ladies of the night kind of developed these merkins, so it was a little wig you'd glue on down there, and they'd go, oh, they got it. It's you're all there. You, you, so I we, we could, you don't have any. You don't have any critters because you're, you're all. You're all. Natural. You're all. You're all natural. Yeah. So, wow, this is interesting, Billy. I feel like every time we do these programs, I really learn so something. I, so I, I mean, this is something I can use in day-to-day so conversation. I had to tell this to Doctor Sex. Anyway, so she had never heard what a merkin is. Now everyone out there knows what a merkin is. My idea, personal idea. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you right now that I'm going to. This is copyright. Me. This is copyright. Bill Heinrich. August 26th, 2014, I'm going to do a set of Merkins. So there'll be like, you know, six or eight different Merkins in there. And it's not just going to be like blonde, brunette, redhead. No, 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 no. So we're going to have like a heart. Racing stripe. We're going to have a heart for like Valentine's Uh Day. Redheaded heart. heart. We're going to do a little shamrock, green shamrock, St. Patty's Day. Right. Uh-huh. We'll do Yeah. We can do like a little firework. A little, a little U- firework. A little I was just saying maybe a USA flag. Yeah, a little yeah, USA we can do flag, yeah. We can do a uh, candy yep. cane. Candy cane, there you go, for, for the holiday season. And it could be scented. We could do a little pilgrim's hat. Did you hear there me? You scented. Go. A little pilgrim's hat. Yeah. Okay. We could do a little football for our favorite time of the year. What about bacon? Well, bacon's good anytime. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. <laughs> I did that. God. So let's move on. <laughs> let's move on to football. So <clears throat> as we all know, the Beavs are set to open the 2014 season this Saturday against Portland State Vikings at 1 p.m. And it will be televised on the Pac-12 network. Sweet. So, so that's good. You, you all ready to go? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. I got to. What time do when you need me down well, there? We'll talk about that when we talk about the tailgater. Oh, okay. All right. Hey, hey, <clears throat> Beach. Do you yeah. want to hear the teletype behind you? You do. I did bring it with me into this underground facility that nobody knows where I'm at. Hold on just a sec, Billy. Let me pull it off the old the old teletype here. Hold on. Billy! This just in. 
Letitia Cagle, 36, and Matthew Bossard, 32, were arrested Monday night after allegedly using moonshine to set a pizza restaurant on fire, according to KPTV. Employees of World Pies in Eugene, Oregon, said that Cagle and Bossard were drunk and were in the restaurant for the whole night prior to 10 p.m. closing time, according to the local TV station KMTR. Workers eventually got the pair out of the door uh, and locked the restaurant up for the night. But the inebriated couple didn't go quietly. Witnesses said that Cagle and Bossard banged on that things inside the restaurant fell to the ground. As staff called police, the couple allegedly smashed through a window. Bossard is said to have grabbed a curtain, made a wick out of it, and used it to light a bottle of homemade moonshine Holy fire. Holy crap, the dude was making like a Molotov cocktail. Totally. Fortunately, the fire resulted in no serious damage, according to the register guard. Huh. Police weren't too amused by the suspect's shenanigans. Both Bolsard and Kegel are charged with arson and burglary, while Bolsard is facing an additional charge of criminal mischief. Huh, that's crazy. I, I did a little bit of research on this. Oh, yeah? And rumor has it, you know our little buddy who always writes in us and makes comments negative about the beavers? What's his name? Oh, Duck, Duck fan. fan 2009 or something like that? Yeah, guess what? what? This is his brother and sister. <laughs> okay. That's that's the rumor that's floating around okay. here. Okay. So, just tells you the kind of people that they got living okay. in Eugene. So, yeah, poor Duck so fan. He's trying to get him to nuke a place down in Eugene. Well, no, I think what was going on was they were trying, they, they heard the rumor that Heinrich Tailgater was based out of Woodstock's, but all they knew was it was a pizza restaurant. And since they don't get sat outside of Eugene, because I don't think they can drive, <laughs> uh, this was the closest thing they found. So they were trying to, okay. See, that makes sense. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, they're, they're yeah, you should even see their kids. They're their brother and sister, dude. <laughs> Nice. Nice. That's messed up. <laughs> All right, Beach. All right. Yep. So always interesting stuff from good you, one. Gene. Good one, good one, good one. All right, Beach. Well, now is the time of the show. We'd go under further review for the uh, week in the Pac-12, but we haven't had any games yet. No, we have not. So we have so nothing to review. we're just going to talk about right now the Pac-12 in the polls that are out right now. So these are the preseason polls. Uh, we no longer have a BCS poll to deal with. Thank God. I for didn't that. mind the BCS. It didn't bother me. I don't, I don't, I don't, this, this playoff system they're starting this year. It's just going to make more problems. So what happens to the Rose Bowl? I don't know, Beach. Quite frankly, I don't know how it works. I don't understand because like there's still a Rose Bowl, but I believe there's also a playoff game at the Rose Bowl. So they host two games. So then who gets the Rose Bowl if you have a playoff I game don't at the know. Rose Bowl? So it'll be interesting I to would, see how I see, see, I would I would think if they're going to play the top team, like what was the Rose Bowl? The Pac-10 and the Big? Pac-12 and the Big Ten. Okay. So wouldn't you think that would be one of the elimination games for the playoffs? If those teams are in the playoffs, because they're only taking four teams. Oh, yeah. really? Okay, I thought each I thought each large conference got to send no. somebody. And wow. I bet you a dollar to a donut, there's two SEC teams in it. 
That's yeah. not right. Because they think that they have the best football bar none down there. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. they play all the weak sisters of the poor, and then they don't play everybody in their own conference. But, anyways, they play good football. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's the best football yeah. out there. So, anyways, let's look at the Pac-12 and the polls. First up is the AP poll. Um, Oregon checks in at number three. UCLA mm-hmm. at number seven. Stanford at number 11. USC at number 15. And Arizona State at number 19. And also, I believe Washington, I think, is at like 24, 25. USC's moved up quite a bit over the years. Well, I don't they? understand why they think they're going to be rated that high. But we'll wait and see. I mean, who knows? It's preseason poll. Oh, my. I, I, I got your first radio. And they're talking about uh, would be mm-hmm. the Jets. And I crap you not. Uh, the guy on uh, 101.1 FM KXL mm-hmm. goes up and says, and Dirty Sanchez. <laughs> really? I'm like, oh, my God. He just said That's that. Hilarious. So he must be listening to Heinrich Tailgater's podcast. Is all, I all right, Beach. Yeah. So the other poll is the USA Today coaches poll. Oregon uh-huh. checks in at number three, UCLA at seven, Stanford at 11, USC at 15, and Arizona State at 18. So almost the exact same in both polls. Wow, yeah, only Arizona State varied a little so. bit. Interesting. And where's Oregon State uh, from? They're not you know? getting any votes. Okay. You know what? doesn't matter. Beavers still control their own Rose Bowl destiny. That's Isn't all that matters. Awesome. All right, Beach. moving right. on to your favorite segment of the week. It's the mm-hmm. Tommy Tuberville. What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do. <laughs> jackass of the Week Award. Now, every week, we like to discuss a person in college football who exemplifies the truly worst in sportsmanship, leadership, or just being a fan. And to those new listeners, we've named it after Tommy Tuberville, who is the current coach back in Cincinnati, I believe, because he was the first three-time winner of the award and is truly a jackass. He's just an ass. He's just He's an ass, so... There's a, that's the reason why it's named after him. So beach, this one is kind of going out to, I, I, I'm intrigued. I don't know. I I do not know. I don't know who it's going out to yet. It's going out to somebody. Okay. It's either going out to a player, going out to a coach, or going out to an athletic department, or it might go out to all of them the way things are going. So beach. Okay. Do do tell Bill, you got me on the edge of my seat. I don't know. Have you heard um, about Josh Shaw? He's a defensive back for USC. No, I've okay. not. So, and he's also a captain. He's a transfer from Florida. So okay. the other day, I believe it was yesterday, it came out that Josh Shaw will not be available. He's out indefinitely because he has high ankle sprains on both of his ankles because he hurt himself jumping out of a window. I was going to say, sounds like jumped he jumped out, out of a window, window to save his seven-year-old nephew who was in the pool. So now USC. Oh, okay. I did hear. I did hear about this. I saw the photo on, uh, on, uh, uh, MSN, but I didn't okay. click on the thing. It just said, it just said uncle football player is a okay. hero to his so nephew. USC football coach, Steve Sarkeesian said the school has received several calls questioning the authenticity of Josh Shaw's story about saving his nephew from potentially drowning, and they are investigating the matter. Now, Shaw said he suffered a pair of high ankle sprains Saturday night. 
um, after jumping from the second story of an apartment complex to save his seven-year-old nephew who was struggling in the pool. Shaw said his nephew did not know how to swim. Now, when Coach Sharkeesian was asked who had called and made him second-guess Shaw's story, he said, quote, I don't want to get into who's calling us. I just appreciate it if you gave us some time to vet it and look into it so that we can give you a real solid answer instead of more hearsay and what might have or might not have occurred. Now, multiple sources have said that school officials were skeptical of Shaw's story before releasing a statement about it, along with coach from Shaw and Sarkeesian on Monday. Now, their skepticism grew larger by Tuesday as the story gained steam and multiple media outlets wanted to talk to Shaw, the seven-year-old nephew he rescued, and the family members who were at the party. Now, Sarkeesian, when asked about the contradictory phone calls, said, I'm not surprised. I get calls on a lot of different things. We have to do our due diligence and vet everything, and we'll handle it internally. We'll see what happens with this one and move forward and give you guys an update. Now, Shaw was not available to the media, nor will he be until USC officials find out exactly what happened. Um, Sarkeesian said, Joss won't be available until we find out. I just don't want to put him in a situation of answering questions that we really don't have all the answers to. Now, the one aspect of Shaw's injury Sarkeesian could confirm was that the cornerback did suffer two high ankle sprains and would be out indefinitely. So, here's where the jackass of the week falls in. First of all, if Shaw didn't actually hurt himself trying to save his nephew and went out and lied about it and now it's all out there like this, what a freaking jackass. Right, I sprained my ankles playing basketball or whatever. You screwed up, right? Do 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 you do you remember uh, last year uh, when it was was it last year that the one player had the girlfriend? Oh, that was two years ago. Manti Te'o from uh, Notre Dame. Exactly, and you know, on his case, I think he was he was taken advantage of. I I think he he honestly genuinely. Yeah, embarrassment. I mean, who wouldn't be embarrassed by by being taken advantage of through a. Internet uh, relations like catfish. What it is? Yeah, but this one here, he's hiding something. Well, so yeah, so either he lied, right? Yeah, and and, I mean, he jumped out the window and landed on concrete, and then was able to jump in the pool to save his nephew from drowning. But he 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 might have lied about it. So then he's a jackass. Mm -hmm. If another thing, if the athletic department felt that things were fishy. Right? Things didn't seem to add up. Okay, you know what you usually say? If you've got a gut feeling, it's probably true. So then exactly. why did they let him put it out there? Because they didn't want... You know, well, like I said, I, I saw it on I, the exactly, internet. On, exactly. on, on, on so MSN or Comcast or something like that. Why did you do that? And then for Sarkeesian to come out and start saying, well, you know, we have to properly vet it. Well, why the hell didn't you vet it before you put it out there? They released the statement. Well, so, yeah. Yeah, there's jackasses all around. You know, the only way that any of these, well, at least Sarkeesian and the athletic department are jackasses for doing this. If Shaw really did hurt himself by trying to save the kid, then, you know, he's not a jackass. But then those other groups are because they're throwing him under the bus for no reason. Yeah, so now, now his story, if it was true, he's lost all credibility. If it's untrue, yeah, he, he either way, he's kind of right. screwed. So uh, for that, we're kind of going to give a group award to everybody involved, and you win this week's
Jackass of the Week Award. I love giving those out, Beach. You know, we should do a little cut in right there of the old USC uh, chant. What's their their little little song that they sing? Victory or Conquest, wherever that is. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Victory and Conquest should be played right right there. So uh, now it's the time of the show where we go to a little musical interlude. Now, so we kind of got some decisions to make. Oh, yeah. Instead of Conquest, let's play some Yeah, exactly. Okay. So um, when we started the podcast a couple seasons ago... (laughs) Uh, the musical interlude kind of started out as me just sticking in a song that related to whoever we were playing, right? Because yeah, I like I like that one because we play like San Francisco Nights and that Amos Moses for uh, Nickel State. Okay, that's how it started because you brought up that song and I just kind of stuck it in the podcast. Remember and that? Then we started listening to every we started putting in a song every every game, mm-hmm. and so I, I was gonna get high. I, I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then. Last um, year, we did a Van Halen musical interlude. We always did a a Van Halen song. And so we did that for the whole season. So this year, Beej, what if we did a little... uh, Because I figure this is where you and I kind of put our musical stamp on the show. We kind of Mm -hmm. throw out our musical taste for our listening audience out there. So Beej, I was thinking, what if we did a little ACDC musical interlude? This year. Freaking solar flares. So, uh, they've basically ACDC has released 14 international studio albums and we have 12 games plus two bye weeks. So that's 14 weeks. So Ooh, that's let's awesome. do a little, uh, we're going to play a song from each album. We're going to start at the beginning of the discography and work our way out. Does that work? Sound good? Okay. And we just vote on what we feel is the most Heinrich tailgater appropriate song exactly. per album. So that, the first okay. international album that, uh, because they released a couple in Australia first, but then mm-hmm. uh, internationally and in the U.S., their first album that they released was in the spring of '76. Was the album High Voltage? Great album, Bon Scott. So um, I, I love was thinking, bon there's Scott. one song that, that and died way yeah, too he did young. way too young. Of course, that's what happens when you drink too much, puke on your back, and aspirate on your own vomit. On your puke. So yeah, I was thinking. <laughs> It'll do it It'll to you every time, man. So there's one song I think that means something to Beaver fans. Used to be our fourth quarter song. Maybe it'll be again this year. Until that little Korean bastard yeah. screwed it so, all up. What about we do a little TNT? Sounds great, Billy. <laughs>
So that was ACDC with TNT. And I love that song. Freaking song. I love it. So next week we'll do an all an album or song off the second album. Okay. Which is, I don't remember. I think it's, um, dirty deeds. Maybe. I don't remember. Might be dirty. deeds. Yeah. I always always loved how dirty deeds brought TNT back when he goes TNT. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, well, that was actually, it was, I think that was they were, that was more that was more Brian Johnson. In my I voice think it was released about, about six months after. I think it was released about six months after High Voltage. So, you know, one thing about ACDC, they just put out. Well, albums. they used to back in. They used to back, back then. Yeah. Now you put an yeah, album just, and a tour on it for three years, take a two year break, and then put something else out. So. Yeah. All right, Beach. So we're we ready to preview Week One of the Pac-12. Okay. Let's do this. So for those new listeners that we have, um, we started out in our first season kind of haphazardly keeping track of what our picks were as we went through the games. And um, our friend Kyle, I hate you, Kyle, uh, started sending us his picks. So now we keep track of everybody through the season and see who has the best record at the end. So I, you know, we, we should, we should, have, we should, we should put money down on this. Oh, I'd be down with that. How much? Okay. We're going to assume we're going to, let's have a vote. And then the majority wins. I vote we do it. Do you vote we do it? I vote we do it. There we go, <laughs> Kyle. You're in. All right. How much are we going uh, um, to make it interesting. How? Um, this is well. Um, since we're this is my idea. What What about this? Since this is our first, this is our forty fourth podcast. We're starting it with this one. Why don't we each put in forty four dollars? Oh, okay. I was thinking fifty. Uh, so well, the winner gets a hundred bucks. And what happens to the other fifty? Well, because if everybody puts in fifty, you're just getting your fifty back. Oh, so the okay, winner gotcha. gets a hundred bucks. Okay, <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. You in with that? Okay, fifty. Okay, we'll, we'll make sure Kyle's in, but hopefully he is, and we'll do yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. So, Beach, I've got Kyle's picks, um, and we're gonna go through it. So the first games start this week on Thursday, 
That's just two days away. I can't wait. So the first games, Idaho State at Utah. Who you got, Beach? I'm picking uh, Utah. Okay. I, too, am taking Utah because Idaho State sucks. Kyle said, I am overjoyed that the season has arrived. Idaho State at Utah with a changed fight song, the Utah, the Utes get the win. So I guess Utah changed their fight song. I was going to say, I did not hear this. Why did they change their fight song? Hopefully Kyle will explain himself and we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, that'll be like the Kyle interlude for (laughs) next next week. Okay, Beads, the next game on Thursday night, Rutgers at Washington State. Okay, okay, I'm not a fan of Washington State, but I think they're going to win. Okay. You know, and it's not that I'm not a fan of Washington State's coach. Let me I change that. I'm a fan of Washington State. I'm not a fan of their coach, but I think they'll win I against Rutgers. So um, I'm going with Wazoo. Kyle says Cougs win it. I bet they get a passing touchdown because that's all they get. <laughs> they don't run that's the all ball they do. At all, which I think you still have to be able to run the ball in the Pac-12. Okay, mm-hmm. Beach, the last game on Thursday night. We, we've tried to run offenses with only passing. It didn't we work too well. We've tried to run offenses with only running. It doesn't work too well. No, no. <laughs> okay, Beach. The last game on Thursday night: Weber State at number nineteen, Arizona State. Uh, you know, I'm I'm Pac-12 in this one. I'm going to say Arizona yeah. State. Um, I'm going to say Arizona State. Kyle says Weber State has a new coach and a new recruiting scheme, but not enough of a change from last year to overcome the Sun Devils. Arizona State. Oh, those are all Thursday, yeah, all night, Thursday games. night games. Okay, Beach. Okay. Moving on to Friday the 29th, we've got. Two more okay. Pac-12 games, Colorado State versus Colorado. Now it's it, they're, Colorado is the home team, but they're not playing at at, at Boulder. I think okay. they played a neutral field. Okay, but this is their kind Civil of, War yeah, since Colorado. Since Colorado went well, out of the conference, they've never been in the same conference, but they've always played each other. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, so. that's kind of cool. Um, you know, again, I'm Pac-12 in this one. I'm going to say Colorado. Okay, I too am saying Colorado. And Kyle says things start looking up for Colorado. Buffs win a close one. Colorado isn't bad. No, there. You know, I, I think again. I think, I think the Utes and Colorado are going to be re- stronger this year. I won't say real strong. I think Utah has been a competitor last mm-hmm. year, and I think Colorado might surprise a couple of teams this year. Okay, Beats, and the last game on Friday: UNLV at Arizona. Oh, Billy, Billy, Billy. Um, yeah, let's do Arizona. Okay. I, too, am doing Arizona. Kyle says, UNLV, still confused about who the coach is from the billboard last year. Arizona wins. I don't know if you remember, they put up the uh, b- uh, billboard for their basketball team. And uh-huh. the picture on the billboard was a coach who had left two years earlier. Yeah. Really? For their basketball yeah, he'd team? he left for Oklahoma. They didn't even uh, know. Well, obviously, they realized it after it went up, but whoever put it up really screwed the pooch. So. <laughs> Anyways, all right, so we're all lockstep right now. Bunch of pooch screwers over there. The rest of the game's beads are on Saturday, August 30th. First up, number seven, UCLA at Virginia. UCLA and their 80-yard practice facility. (laughs) I know, I love that. (laughs) I'll never forget that. Well, even though it's only 80 yards, I think they're going to find their way to the end zone a couple times. I pick UCLA. I'm going to take UCLA. (laughs) Kyle says, you're going to love this. I always love Kyle gives us little things. Cavaliers feel like a Virginia touched for the very first time. UCLA scores all over them. <laughs> nice call. Oh my God. You know, that's how we should. Oh, I read an article. Yeah. I read an article about this guy on who rides TriMet buses and he was cutting off women's hair. Oh yeah. 
And so they arrested him and threw him in jail for a year. He got out. Now he has been ejaculating in women's oh, hair. God. On the bus. And I'm th- or Max Train or whatever. And a couple of women didn't realize what he had done. But the final one did, and they arrested him. Oh, my God. Him. Uh, yeah. A, people yeah, are freaking so. weird. <laughs> it's a weird world, dude. I, I And it's getting right. worse. It's too much inbreeding down there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Beach. So the oh, next game on. up is Cal Berkeley at Northwestern. Um, uh, I'm going to say Cal. I am going to say Northwestern. Kyle says, is Cal still that bad? Yes. Sorry. Northwestern wins. Do they? Same yeah. coach? I just think Cal is. They didn't, they didn't fire him last year. year. I just okay. think Cal is going to be on a death spiral. I think really? they're going to suck. Malstrom. Yeah, totally. All right, Beach. moving on. Next game. UC Davis at number 11, Stanford. Oh, my friend Kelly went to UC Davis. I didn't even know they had a football mm-hmm. team. Um, you know, Stanford's awesome. Let's go Stanford. Yeah, I'm going Stanford. Kyle says, UC Davis uniforms look a little too much Cal. Stanford wins. And that would make sense since Davis because used to be the states. farm for Berkeley. It was literally Berkeley's farm. So they're, all their agricultural, all their mm-hmm. ag classes were at the UC Davis campus ended up breaking off to just become UC Davis. So it literally used to be part of Cal. Cal Do they still have an agricultural That's what department? That's what it pretty much is. Yeah, oh, still, still ag? Has a lot of ag, yeah. Okay. So, all right, so we're all taking Stanford. Next up, Beach, Fresno State at number 15, USC. You know, maybe that's what we should call my new place when I get there. What? It'll be the Heiner tailgating down the at farm. the farm. There you yeah. go. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. What are you going to take? Heiner Tailgaters Northern Agricultural mm-hmm. Center. There you go. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Uh, we're at Fresno, Fresno State, State. USC. Oh, USC is going to kill them. Okay. I'm going to say USC. I don't think they're going to kill them, but I think they'll win. Kyle says USC wins and saves a swimming pool full of seven-year-olds. So. There nice, you go. Kyle. Nice. It's like, it's like you were with us on this uh, little broadcast. Okay. Next up, Beach. <laughs> Number 25, <clears throat> Washington at Hawaii. You know, can I tell sure. you this? This, this, this. Okay, I'm calling it right now, and I hate to take this public, but I called this uh, about three or four days ago when I was having dinner with mom and dad. And so this is my call, okay? And again, I'm not not knocking on wood, not jinxing anything here. We're going to take the Pac-12, and we're going to lose two games this year. And we're going to go into civil war with Oregon losing one game. Oregon will lose that game to Washington. And we were going to take Oregon in the civil war. It'll be a tie and we will go ahead of them. Okay. That's what I'm calling okay. right now. But what are you All calling right. in Washington at Hawaii? Well, Washington's going to kick Hawaii's okay. ass. <laughs> Kyle says the Huskies win as long as they don't eat bad spam. Washington wins. I agree. Uh, U-Dub's going to win. Um, 
I, th- I think UW is going to lose a couple games. They're going to lose enough for us to take. But I think you're going to see Oregon State go number one in the north, Oregon go number two, and the dogs go number three. Nice. All right, Beach. So we're all looking pretty much the same so far, except for that Northwestern and Cal game. Mm-hmm. Okay, next up, South Dakota at number three, Oregon. You know, I would love to call South Dakota on this just for the sheer pleasure of it, but I will have to go with the team that will dominate, which will be Oregon. Okay. Uh, Kyle says, how much is South Dakota getting paid? Ducks win. <laughs> you, you know, and we've talked about this, but it's the same. You know, as much as I don't like to see the weaker teams, you know, just picking out a mm-hmm. weak team, you know, I, I do like the idea. And picking South Dakota, I think, is maybe a little weak. You know, but like us playing Portland State, you know, we give that much money to Portland State's football department, yeah. which allows them to play in their conference with a very positive, yeah. strong cash well, And flow. also pay for other and, sports. Exactly, well, and, exactly. Yeah. And so, I mean, in, in that respect, I like it. But, you know, it's it's one thing when you're taking an in-house or an in-state school to support mm-hmm. them. And, and, and you also get great attendance. You know, they can see, you know, they can come and see their team play, a, uh, you know, a division one school. And, but, you know, when you're just pitching, picking a little bitch boy, well, I sometimes here, I just here's, don't. Here's my take on that, Beach. So the Big Ten after this year will have a rule in place that no school there will play any division one double A schools in football anymore. Period. Period. It's making it a league rule. Okay. Um, there's actually only three schools that have never played a one double A game. Notre Dame, who's got their mm-hmm. jacked up schedule anyway. USC yeah. and UCLA. Really? Both schools have never played a one double A school. Now, the only thing, I don't think most schools should play one double A games. I have a little bit different of an opinion of that with teams on the West Coast. Because there's just not that many teams that you can play that are close, right? Mm-hmm. Think of it. For Oregon State, go a thousand miles out. How many schools are there? Not a whole right? hell of a lot. You've got Boise State, mm-hmm. Idaho State, mm-hmm. Fresno State, mm-hmm. and Utah State, maybe. I don't know if that's over a thousand, but I'm just saying there's not many schools. UNLV and Nevada, Reno. Okay. There's two more, but that's it. You know, you want to go a little bit farther. You can pick up San Diego state, but Mm -hmm. there's not that many schools. Whereas you look at like the state of Ohio, how many division one schools are there in the state of Ohio? A boatload, like eight or Mm -hmm. nine, just in that state. And so it's a little bit harder for schools out here on the West Coast, I think, just given geography. Yeah, and especially if you got to split the, those guys up against twelve Pac-12 exactly. teams, if they're all gonna if they're all gonna spend exactly. their time. Exactly. Yeah, they only got two bye weeks to 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 sh- Yeah, there's share. only so many games that can go so, around. So I just think it's a little yeah. different over here. I figure if each if each team had two non-conference games and you're dealing with twelve, I mean that's twenty-four games they got to mm-hmm. find. And if those teams can only play two games of their open schedule, there's not enough. Yeah. T- there's not and they'd be playing, playing the same teams every year. Exactly. Anyways, so that's my little take on that. Okay, moving on, Beach. The last game of the season. Did we do this? Portland State at Oregon State. I'm a little worried about this game, honestly, Billy. <laughs> mm-hmm. our, our record has not been good for the first game of the season, especially against a lesser 
lesser you, rival. Um, but I still take I'm Oregon, Oregon State. State. And and speaking of that, uh, well, well Kyle said in a completely yet. unbiased accounting of each team's strengths and weaknesses, I predict the Oregon State Beavers will come away with the victory. I think he's making fun that we always pick Oregon State. I, I do agree with uh, you, Beach. I don't think it's as easy as some people think it should be. Um, no. I was talking with some people about this today. And part of that comes from the fact that the same scholarship limitation, which benefited the smaller 1A schools, Oregon State, Oregon, Washington State, everybody else, Baylor, that benefited them in the late 90s, that kept mm-hmm. the Michigans and USC's and Ohio State's and, and Nebraska's from handing out 100 scholarships and suiting up 150 guys for a game, those same scholarship limitations, which made more of those players flow out to the other schools, that also helped the 1AA schools because now it's pushing more talent down to them. And if you look at Florida or uh, Portland State, their three starting offensive or defensive linemen are all transfers from 1A schools. One's from Oregon State. I believe one's from UCLA, and I want to say one's from Miami or Florida or something like that. So they've got talent on that team. Those guys have had to leave their original teams and go down either for maybe it's academics, maybe mm-hmm. it's lack of playing time, maybe they were second string and they wanted to play more. But it's these guys were good enough to get Division One scholarships. So it's not like they're bad players. It's not like you're playing against crumbs. So Yeah. I expect a good game. Now, one one no. thing about that, Beach, kind of on this note, do you know that Oregon State and Portland State, this will be only the fourth time they've ever played? Wow, and we've seen we saw they just played what last played, year, two years ago. We've seen them play twice. I think they played in two thousand five and two thousand nine. Okay, yeah, we saw them play in two thousand five and then in two thousand nine. So now, a question for you. I saw George Fox uh-huh. is uh, starting their football up there. team. Yeah, their football team. Yeah, and again, my friend Gould played or went uh-huh. to school there. Um, are they gonna? What division are I they? I think in? They they're like NAIA. Aren't they like okay. uh, Linfield and that? Might I, be. I don't know. That I would think make sense. Like then that kind of or like but that's play. Still, that's still fun. Still oh, fun yeah, football play, to watch. Like Pacific Lutheran and stuff like that. I think. Okay. But yeah. Well, isn't Linfield a religious school? Is Linfield. Uh, George Fox is Christian. I don't know what. It might be. It sounds like it might be. But I don't remember. Yeah, I always thought Lin. I don't yeah. know off the top of my head. All right, Beach. So there's our picks for the week. Looks like we've only got one game difference, but you know things will change up as we move along. Yes, they will. All right. So, Beach, are you ready to? Wonder what I'll do with my. I wonder what I'll do with my hundred dollars. Are you ready to preview the Portland State game? Yes, I. I the game well, we'll, or the, we'll talk the about university. university first. Um, we'd usually talk about the university, although when we play teams, you know, the following year or again, we don't have to talk about this. But we haven't played Portland State yet, where we've done a show. So. Yeah, this yeah. is kind of cool. So, um, Portland State University was established as the Vanport Extension Center in June 1946 to satisfy the demand for higher education in Portland for returning World War II veterans, taking advantage of the GI Bill. Now, the GI Bill was passed in 1944 to provide college, high school, or vocational education for returning World War II vets, as well as one year of unemployment compensation. Now, classes were held in the Vanport Junior High School. Now, Billy, now, Vanport was that that city on, on the... Columbia well, that, we'll get to that, that part, too. We'll get water. to that part, too. Okay. But yes, it was between okay. Vancouver and Portland. 
and it yeah. sat out there on the Columbia Slough, basically. Now, mm-hmm. the first summer session had 221 students, and tuition and fees were 50 bucks. Now, over 1,400 students registered for the 1946 fall term, which was delayed until October 7th of 46 due to a lack of space. Now, since the population in Vanport City, Oregon, was decreasing after World War II, the extension center was able to use buildings created for other purposes, including two childcare centers, a recreation building with three classrooms, a shopping center, um, which required substantial modification to house a library, offices, and six classrooms. Well, I, I think Vanport started out as a, um, a, a city to house the people that were working in the exactly. shipyards exactly. to build, to build they, boats in the exactly. World War II. They were yeah. building, they were building yeah. ships in World War II. Now, in addition to Vanport Junior High School, Lincoln and Jefferson High Schools were used after school hours, as well as the University of Oregon's dental and medical schools, which were located in Portland at the time. Those... That, and that would have been Pill yeah, Hill, Yeah, because right? those were broken off later to become OHSU. Yeah. We already we already talked yep. about that one. Now, now in uh, on May 30th of 1948, there was a gigantic flood in Vanport. That Do, do you know what caused it? I don't it? remember. Well, it's, it's kind of interesting. I, I just know this by chance. So the, there was a railroad, that the, the rail line that was, was there, and it was built on, on a pile of dirt. Um. That, that kept the water out of Vanport. Everybody thought that the dirt was there as a dike. It wasn't. It was just there to put the railroad on. It was never reinforced. It wasn't really a dike. And when they had some type of flooding, I don't know what caused the flooding, but the, the water just pushed the dirt away and just flooded the whole yeah. dang place. Um, and, and they realized afterwards, they're like, yeah, that really wasn't <laughs> a dike. It was just a pile of dirt. Blah, 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 <laughs> pile of dirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so um, after that flood in '48, the college became known as the college that wouldn't die, because it refused to close after the flood. Now that term was coined by I, I think quite a few people died in that yeah. flood. The term was coined by Lois Hennessy, a student who wrote about the college and the flood in the Christian Science Monitor. Those students nicknamed the school the College Without a Future. So the school the school occupied Grant High School in the summer of '48. Then it hastily converted buildings at the Oregon shipyard known as the Oregon ship. Now in, in 1953, the school moved to downtown Portland and occupied the vacated buildings of Lincoln high school. So it actually took over the old Lincoln high school on Southwest Broadway street, hmm. including Lincoln hall, then known as old Maine. Now the, and they later built a new Lincoln high school. Not far. Okay. From, yeah. Okay. So they still yeah. have a Lincoln hall down there. Lincoln hall used to be the old Lincoln high school. Yeah. Okay. So um, the school changed its name to the Portland State Extension Center between December of 51 and February of 52. And in 1955, the center changed its name to Portland State College to mark its maturation into a four-year degree-granting institution. It was also called the U by the SLU because it was down there by the Portland SLU. Now, Portland gotcha. State University's growth for the next couple of decades was restricted under the Oregon University System's 1929 ruling that no public university or college in Oregon could duplicate the programs offered by another, with, with grandfathered exclusions for University of Oregon and Oregon State. So if Oregon State was offering engineering, nobody else could. If Oregon wow. was offering... Well, heaven forbid we have competition. If, if or, University, University of Oregon was offering law... Nobody else could. Now, Oregon and okay. Oregon State could do stuff because they had they were been around so long. They were offered mm-hmm. um, grandfather exclusion. So if they wanted to 
do things, they were okay. Now, nevertheless, graduate programs were added in 61 and doctoral programs were added in 72. Now, the institution was granted university status by the Oregon State Board of Higher Ed in 1969 and became Portland State University. So there's a little, it's kind of a weird school. Uh, it's mo- they do have dorms down there. Um, and some apartments, yeah. friend, friend, friend of mine, I, I knew Diet. she had a, she lived in a yeah. dorm there. It was an old dorm. It still had a claw, a clawed, I would it be an yeah. iron tub. Yeah. A lot yeah. of their, they've got a couple of newer kind of apartment buildings, but some of those other ones were built like in the thirties and they were old. Like where, 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 where do you find a claw footed cast iron? Yeah, tub well, and they were like, cause they were like old converted buildings from downtown. Yeah, yeah so. crazy. All right, Beach, we'll move on to the football team. Now, Portland State is a member of the Big Skies Conference since 1996. So they are technically a one, we call it one double A school. It's now called Football mm-hmm. Championship Subdivision. Um, okay. They're just, they play one A sports in everything but football. So they, ha- they basically they offer fewer scholarships in football than the bigger universities. Otherwise they play um, the same level. And actually um, they actually participate in PAC 12 conference in wrestling. So that's right. That's right. Cause they fill the void that, uh, Oh, that other school, I can't remember what their name is. It doesn't have. And they also, they play in the Pacific coast softball conference. So the big sky doesn't have softball. They practice they Pacific, the Pacific coast conferences. Now they okay. compete in the NCAA division one level in basketball, women's volleyball, golf, soccer, wrestling, tennis, softball, indoor and outdoor track and field and cross country. Now, like I said, football competes at the division one double a level. Um, whereas Oregon state, Oregon are in the one a level. Now the yeah. official school colors of Portland state pay, uh, beach are green and white. I've seen yep. those before. Now, the nickname is the Vikings. Do you know what the name of their mascot is? I do not, Billy. Victor do tell. E. Viking. So, Victor. Oh. What's the East? What's well, the I East think it's supposed for? to be like Victor, oh, Victor E. But it's Victor E. I gotcha. E. Look at what they did there. Exactly. Look at what they did exactly. there. <laughs> now, Beach, uh, some interesting things actually started at Portland State. Now, uh, you might have heard of Neil Lomax. He was a record-setting quarterback who went on to star for the St. Louis Cardinals in the NFL in the mid-'80s, graduated from Portland State. Well, football's run-and-shoot offense was first implemented at the college level at Portland State by Coach Daryl Mouse Davis. And he he came from Hillsboro. Davis was an assistant coach at Portland State. He took over as head coach in 75, um, following the departure of Ron Stratton. Now, behind his revolutionary new run-and-shoot offense, which was actually developed in the late 60s at Hillsborough High School, and a strong uh-huh. quarterback named June Jones, Davis led the Viking program to new heights with an 8-3 and record, including a 5-0 and perfect home mark. Now, Davis's quarterbacks that he used really solidly were Neil Lomax and June Jones. Did June Jones go on to... He's actually... Uh... He was a coach now. He coached at... Uh, okay at um, Hawaii for a long time, brought them out to some great heights here. And he's actually the coach at SMU now. Oh, so. cool. But yeah, so the run and shoot was actually developed in the, at Hillsborough high school um, back when our uncle Steve was playing and then mm-hmm. uh, implemented it first in college there at Portland state. So, and still used yeah, to this well, day, at least portions of it, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Well, just throw the ball every play, basically. <laughs> so, all right, Beach, you ready to talk about the Heinrich tailgater for the Portland State game? Yes, Billy. Let's okay, talk Beach, about so this. I've kind of changed things up anymore. That we're going to first talk about uh, what our theme is. So I'm going to come up with okay. a theme. Where it's not just going to be. You're you're going to come up with a theme, or well, we're I've come, come up with a theme because you weren't here when I did it. So. Okay, but I mean, I well, feel well, like I bring helped. a little no, bit. You to definitely this. helped. You definitely helped. <laughs> so the theme of this game. Is okay. keep Portland beard. beard. I see. I see. Yeah, you're playing on the word weird it's there. Beard. Uh huh. B because there's a lot of beer yeah, because, made in Oregon and Portland itself. Yeah, because our tailgaters are full of a bunch of alcohol. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. So, beads. <laughs> we're gonna start out. We're gonna have lots of Widmere, Heth, and Henry Weinhards. All, all oh. local, all local created exactly. a root or, or well, came from at least Portland. Those originally. two. I mean, there'll, there'll be some other stuff yeah. in there, but yeah, those two will be there. And then mm-hmm. beach is going to be really kind of a sorted pub fair. Um, I'm going to do okay. sliders. We're going to have beer battered onion rings, uh, beer battered okay. mushrooms. Are, so we, are we, are we, are we beer battering them ourselves? Or are these pre beer yes. battered? Cause yes. this involves me. What? Sure. Beach. Okay. Okay. You always all ask right. questions that don't need to be asked. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to love these beer battered onion rings. Are we going to have ranch sauce? Oh, of sauce? course. Okay. So uh, uh, beer battered mushrooms. I think I've got some beer battered zucchini slices. We've got jalapeno poppers, fries, crab rangoon. What? Cheese uh, sauce. I wasn't planning on bringing cheese sauce. A little bit of cheese sauce For would what? be nice. For me, I like on cheese what? sauce. On everything. Well, I wasn't planning on bringing cheese sauce. I was, however, going to make a beer cheese dip. Ooh, well, isn't that the same thing? Kind of. It's cheese and it's liquid. Uh, it'll be spreadable. Ooh, okay. So you'll have beer cheese dip. Tastes good with French fries? I hope so. Sweet. All Thanks right, for me. cool. So uh, we'll have all that stuff. So, Beach, we, I figure you'll be down here about five. Yeah, that means I got to leave here about three. I got to stop by mom and dad's and pick up I the know, tables. I kind of is a pain in the butt because dad's like, oh, I'll have Beach bring him down. I'm like, great, dad, because I really want those things loaded in the trailer before we leave but uh we'll get all that loaded i'll have everything ready to go we'll head out of here about 5 30 get set up and ready to go i figure we'll fire up the grill and the deep fryer about 10 about 9 yeah we're gonna, well that gives yeah i'd say 9 45 because that only gives us about yeah. two Actually, hours we'll probably of, fire of up time. the deep fryer at 9 30 griddle at 10 and get food cooking we can have breakfast opportunities um, yeah we actually we'll have some breakfast burritos and some um breakfast corn dogs yeah so okay. we'll have those and if we can get those cronuts, I'd really be excited. I'm trying, Beach. It's not easy. Okay, because all I know is I went to Jack in the Box and they well, had cronuts. You, so you know, Jack, Jack in the Box, box and buy them because they're open 24 hours a day. Yeah. Did you tell you know why I what? went there? It irked me. Well, I felt like Taco Bell in the morning, right? You know, sometimes you just want like a double decker Taco Supreme with no tomatoes. Think they That's make what that I like. Because they have breakfast now. They used to, but now, no, breakfast ruined it. And so I go in there and I'm like asking, they're like, we don't do that anymore. And I'm like, fine. I don't need a Taco Bell in the morning anymore. I'm done. You it's over. Them. I did. I took my $3 and I left. And I had to spend like $8 at Jack in the Box, but I had Cronuts and they were really okay. good. <laughs> but no, and it was, I thought, you know, it's like, how hard is it to have like some chicken to throw on the burrito with the eggs? A lot you of know? that's not what you're set up to do. Yeah, I suppose. All right, Beach. Anything else to add to the uh, tailgater? Um, show up early. Uh, Oregon is playing down there. Are they not on Saturday? Yes. So be aware of that. So, 
So uh, to our, our 10 or 15 people that listen to us, make sure if you're coming to the game, leave early, uh, not only to avoid traffic, but because you see our bright shining faces down there and we'll be cooking as early as seven. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll st- if we have those breakfast dogs, I mean, there's no reason why we can't deep fry it about oh, eight yeah, o'clock we'll have in the those morning. Going early. We'll have those going early. Yeah. So, you know, and I'll, show I'll up, bring have a breakfast and something to face. warm it up on. Good. All right. Syrup is bad. All right, Beach. Other thing is, um, just want to throw it out there. Uh, Oregon State plays at USC the weekend of the, the 27th. 27th. Yes, that's Saturday. Yes. We will be going down to California for that game. So if anyone's going down, drop us an email at HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com. Let us know. We'll try to hook up. Yeah, because right now it's going to be me and Billy and Mateus are all yep. going down. Plus, I know some other people that are coming down that we'll hook up with. So I don't so know exactly can... what we'll do, but we'll find something fun to do. And we'll all be right. going to Disneyland on Friday. And then possibly either, depending on the game time, possibly Knott's or uh, Universal I'm Studios. So. Doing one of the haunts. I'd love to go to these haunts. Cool. All right. I want to. Anything else to add, Beach? No, I got right. nothing, Billy. I want to thank everyone for listening to Show 44 of Elite Participation. If you'd like to comment, send a suggestion, ask a question, or just give us crap, there's a few ways to get in touch with us. You can leave a voicemail at 541-207-3586. Email us, HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at HeinrichTailgator, or check us out on Facebook. Just search for Heinrich Tailgator. And uh, remember to check out HeinrichTailgator.com. Beach, it's been a while. Bill. We need to get back into this groove. I missed you, I know, you, we need to get back into this groove. So. I want to thanks for coming, Beach. I want to remind everybody, next week, show number 45, we'll have more fun and frivolity the illegal participation way. We'll talk week one. We'll look into week two. We'll look at Hawaii. We'll have a tailgating 101 section. So. Kyle sent me a top seven list that we might use next week. So. All right? Cool. All right, and uh, we will end the okay. show. Okay, all right. Talk to you I'll later, I'll end the show like we do every other one with a big Go Bees. Your time, but it-